Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. And our first guest for the show is Cade McDonald, founder of Kados. He has over 75,000 followers on YouTube, and he'll be discussing how the 10,000 rule of resilience applies to building an online brand. Welcome, Kados. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Jack, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you getting me on. I appreciate you keeping the Casey boys undefeated and fit throughout the season as well. Yeah, no, I'm pumped to be on, mate. Pumped to have you on. Yeah, it's a big weekend for the Demons. It's a big game tonight that you're going to, and then... Case, are you going to come down to Casey Fields tomorrow? No, I've got a Bucks and also that is a long way away from my neck of the woods. But no, I've been streaming and, and keeping up with the Casey boys. I'm a bit of a D's nuffy, as a lot of people would know. So yeah, massive clash today. Really, really nervous. If we go out in straight sets, no one talks to me. I'll be, yeah, I'll be a mess. Are we down the dumps? I think there'll be a few with you, but I reckon we'll we'll get the, the double W, mate. Eh? Take us in terms of the topic that you chose, mate. Talk us a little bit about it, the 10,000 hour rule. How does it apply to building a brand? Well, I, I guess when starting YouTube and social media, I took the approach that for me personally, it wasn't going to be an overnight success. I think if you saw my early videos, which hopefully no one has, they were filmed off a webcam. The audio was terrible. The camera quality was terrible. The punchlines didn't make sense. And they were overall pretty average. And I was sort of aware that my videos probably would take fair while to get better. So then I just sort of got inspired by, I guess, that 10,000 rule where if you sort of work on something for two, three, four years consistently, you'll slowly pick up the skills to improve and whatnot. So yeah, that was the approach I took. I sort of embraced imperfection. I I knew that my videos were really terrible at the start. Arguably, if you read some comments, still terrible now, but I feel like slowly but surely I've built up the skills with editing, the skills with sort of knowing how to whip up, especially YouTube content. I'm still learning in all other verticals, to be honest. But yeah, for me, it was always going to take that sort of amount of time to develop the skills to get somewhat half decent at it. Yeah. And for, for those tuning in that haven't taken the plunge yet, where would you start in terms of social media these days? Is it TikTok, YouTube, Instagram? If you had to pick one, where do you reckon you would start these days? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be bothering with half of them. I think it would just be straight to TikTok, to be honest. Yeah, for me, in 2016, when I fired up the YouTube channel, I think it was sort of after Vine and maybe musically sort of started, but I, I just wanted to do that sort of 15-minute longish form content and, and YouTube was certainly the place where, where I sort of grafted and grinded. But yeah, like the the technology I had, to film like my webcam and my laptop and the editing software, the $60 editing software that I downloaded just doesn't cut it in this day and age. So I'd never recommend people to go down that route. When you've got an iPhone and Doc has the editing software that it has, or you can download CapCut and whatnot, you can just create so much better, faster, greater content, and you can learn a little bit more on on the go as well. So yeah, I'd definitely be recommending a TikTok for sure. 100%. There you go. There's there's the gem straight off the bat, guys, for those not sure where to start. Well, I feel like Uh, these guys waiting in the wings are an absolute product of that. What they've done over the last couple of years is insane and unheard of. And if you had told me like in 2016 that you could sort of create the brand and get the audience as quickly as these boys had, it would have blown my mind. So yeah, I'm inspired and very envious of of what these boys have done over the last little bit. Yeah, no, it's a great time to, if you you want to build 
a brand, an accelerated brand and build awareness around it, there's no better time. And yeah, looking forward to all you guys sharing your, your tips and tricks. And, and it's good to share different journeys as well. Like you said, it didn't come easy for yourself. In terms of key considerations, what are some like big rocks for, for a successful week or day for, for your brand, mate? Um, for me on YouTube, it was just it was just consistency, like trying to nail that one video a week for a long, long time was just the goal. And as I was saying, like the videos were very average and they had hints of humor and hints of a little bit of ability. But I was aware that, you know, it might take 700 videos for me to chip away and get to the good stuff or start producing some half decent content. And I think if you asked me in 2016, you know, the trade-off is 700 videos, but you'll have 70,000 subscribers. I still probably would, you know, sign that contract. I, I would accept that. I, I saw it as a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a, a learning curve. Like that was my apprenticeship was those 700 videos. So yeah, for me, it was like definitely consistency. Like oh, I would barely miss a week between like 2016 and 2017 and whatnot, even though I'm bowling absolute whites. Like I can't stress enough how sort of average those, those early videos were. I'll have to um, dig into these archives. Yeah, I'll bring them up. I'll get them up. Um, <laughs> hopefully, they don't go viral for the wrong reasons. I'm not sure what sort of what sort of cancelable humour was in them, but um, yeah. So yeah, for me, it, it was that consistency and just embracing imperfection. In terms of like, I knew that you know it might have been middle of 2017, and I just needed to get a video out. And I was like, geez, this is average. This is not going to get me viral. But I know if I get this sort of five out of 10 video out it means that next week i can sort of take those learnings and maybe next week's video might be a 5.1 out of 10 and yeah i I think just trying to improve each each video and and staying consistent is probably key for mine yeah it's great advice mate and and like you said before the ten thousand hour rule to, to whatever your craft is applies and i think probably that does as well the consistency and just keep focusing on getting better and making a lot of mistakes early is is a good one what about from a reflection piece? Like there's a lot of analytics out there, there's a lot of data, there's a lot of subjective stuff as well. How do you sort of marry it all up into measuring what is a good video? Is it purely engagement numbers? Is it mate fitting up saying that was hilarious? Like how do you sort of gauge success, I guess? Jeez, it's a tough one. Like I think views is definitely one way to look at it. But you can sort of frame it any way you want. And for me, it was definitely views for a a couple of years there, like I was sort of living financially off just AdSense. And for a couple of years, it was sort of like, geez, if this is a, a 10 of 10 video, I am in all sorts sort of financially. So there was a stress attached to each video and each yeah, each view, I guess. For me now, I've tried to, and you probably, you'll hear this from like a lot of YouTubers, I've tried to sort of take away my happiness from like the view count. Um, I've tried mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, with the podcast and with a couple of other, you know, uh, like TikTok and Instagram, I've tried to sort of take away the pressure off just my YouTube videos. I think I was talking to the 9 to 5 boys start of the year and they were saying that YouTube can be a bit of an investment. Like it's not necessarily, you, you don't get instant gratification with it. If you put evergreen content up, sometimes two years down the track, they can really gain traction and gain views. So for me, I've tried to stop looking at the mic, the micro and start looking at the macro, like sort of try and zoom out a little bit from my weeks because, you know, I've had weeks where each video sort of becomes a seven of 10. And on YouTube, that means like they rank your last 10 videos and against each other. So if it's a seven of 10, it's it's battling a little bit. So I've had weeks even this year where I'll get bogged down with two or three videos in a row 
who hit the, the seven of 10 and then I'm getting frustrated and, and stressed and worrying. So yeah, just having that perspective of like, yeah, this is a bit of an investment. It might start off a little bit slow, but in a year or two, you know, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to start minusing views. It's only going to add views. So yeah, just try and zoom out, smell the roses a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. And then, in, yeah, it's good to go for the next one. How much is your week structured and how much is it spontaneous from a day to a week sort of point of view? Do you have themes to each day in terms of content creation and, you know, refining content, editing content? Does it work like that or is it more just go with the flow? Nah, I'm a bit of a hack when it comes to structure and discipline and whatnot. You know, take my rig, for example, compared to these lads. But yeah, look, look for me, I work best potentially not best, but I'm sort of a a week-by-week proposition and I can sort of see what my week is before I get into it. And there was times this year where hopping on the Google Calendar and having a little diary certainly helped. But for me, I can at at this stage, I can sort of keep it all in my head and not have that big of an issue. So yeah, I I sort of do work very impulsively and very sporadically. And some weeks that benefits me and some weeks I just get worked into the ground because I've left things too late and I haven't exactly structured things properly but yeah for me it's it's very willy-nilly and I, I i would say that i work consistently but i would say that the way i work probably isn't i, I don't think it's sustainable going forward so it's definitely something that i do want to sort of identify and straighten up a little bit mm-hmm. yeah I, I hear you it's definitely there's a balance between the two you need structure from a consistency point of view and to prevent feeling overwhelmed but at the same time if everything's rigid then it's hard to be creative with quality content, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on. And I wonder what that is. I wonder if it is, you know, people throw around ADHD and whatnot these days, and I'm not claiming to have anything like that, but there is an element of me that gets distracted quite easily, and I wonder if that comes down to the creativity. Like, I guess you can't really have ideas shooting into your head 24-7 and be perfectly disciplined. Otherwise, your brain wouldn't play like that. So, yeah, I guess it's just part and parcel of being creative. 100%. 100%. Yeah, well, thanks again for jumping on, mate, and stick around. If you, we'll do a Q&A at the, at the end. Davis Jaran has already sent in a question for you all, so we'll, we'll answer the fans at the end. For those that want to follow up, mate, and get in contact with yourself, obviously, Kanos is the brand, so you can search that anywhere and you'll, you'll find yourself. But where's the best place to direct message you or hit you up for more information? With any yeah. Yeah, I think Instagram is probably the place to go, which is Kados38. I might have to change that, to be honest. That's been around since the Jeremy Howe days down at the Melbourne Footy Club. Yeah, Instagram. And then uh, I think I'll probably post the most to YouTube. So that's just my name, Cade MacDonald. But yeah, I really appreciate you you getting me on and I'm keen for the Q&A at the end. Awesome. Thanks again, Kados. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane and I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but 
that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah. Yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was, uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was, you spoke quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then. And, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things. And, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.